0: Nope, cannot record. Why not? I don't know. Doesn't say. I hit record and it says try recording again.
1: <laughs> I like that error message.
0: Yeah, Which means i will have to use the other thing that I don't know how to use that well—that GarageBand.
1: Like that didn't do it.
0: Right. So try
1: it again. Oh.
0: Oh. Maybe maybe now. Huh. Well, we'll see. It might record for a little bit and it might crap out, but it might oh, stick boy. with us. Oh boy. So. Would be fun. Might have to go back yeah. to the
1: the. Old way of doing it from the <laughs> Skype recording. You, hopefully not. You, <laughs> yep. You. Hello, and welcome back to RTFB. This is Travis, and today Chris, other Chris, and I are reviewing the first section of The Hunt for Red October by Tom Clancy. There's a lot of ground to cover today, so let me keep this short. I'll remind you to read the first seven chapters if you wanted to avoid spoilers. And let's get right back to my conversation with the Chris's already in progress.
0: They put out (laughs) one for that. That's a uh,
1: thing worth celebrating. It it is, if you're from the UK...
0: (laughs) It radically changed your money system. <laughs> I mean, it was very confusing step. before. It was, but apparently, it was like the more you get to know it, it's easier to count in your head. Yeah. And yeah. things like that, because it was based on like threes. Yes. Yeah. And so it was a lot easier to do, but it didn't make sense anymore, which I understand. But yes, yeah, so they put out a special one in the, the annual set this year that has the effigy of the queen from 1971 instead of the regular one. Mm. So, on the other side. So, I'm like, I want the whole annual set just for that. <laughs> and the H.G. Wells coin. So, that's pretty cool. H.G.
1: <laughs> Wells. I've yep. heard he's an okay dude.
0: He is. I think they have. Our I actually know nothing about too. him. I don't remember. Yeah, you do. He wrote science fiction.
1: No, I know that part. I just don't know anything <laughs> about him. He could be like that Lovecraft guy. I mean, like, those books are weird. Oh, he's a. Raging racist? Maybe. Oh.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know. And we're talking late 19th century, so. Nah, I don't know. That's always a, a possibility. i yeah, I don't think his reputation is that marred.
1: I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. 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 I
0: haven't even read any of his stuff. I've read The
2: Time Machine.
1: Yeah.
0: I saw
2: The I Time Machine. read The Time machine.
0: machine. You should read it at some point. It's a good read.
2: Oh. War of the Worlds.
0: I, I think I read that one too, but I didn't like it as much.
1: I did. I either read it or listened to the the radio broadcast. I don't remember now. Is this,
0: now. Year, is this year
3: I
1: saw the Tom Cruise movie though. I yep. did too. That wasn't so good. <laughs> 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 I think I saw the old one too.
0: Oh nope, no! Nope, I don't know those people. Oh wow! Well. Sorry, I was looking up the coins in this year's annual set that I might want. They have the Queen's 95th birthday coin. <laughs> Uh Uh-huh. Sir Walter Scott, celebrating the 250th anniversary of his birth and literary legacy.
3: I've
1: heard of him.
0: Yep. H.G. Wells, of course. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's in honor of the 75th anniversary of his passing. John Logie Baird, marking the 75th anniversary of his passing, as well as his groundbreaking contributions to science. Logie Baird? John Logie Baird. John Baird. Yeah. No idea. And, of course, the the decimal day one I told you about that I'm excited for. (laughs) Yeah. So, yes, people, I like very strange things, but it's interesting to me that, like, we can't use our old system anymore, even though we held onto it for forever, and nobody else was still doing it that way. Yeah. So now we're switching to decimal, and we're making a pound worth 100 new pence.
2: Yeah.
0: And until the 80s, all the coins said new pence on them, because they had old pence. Yeah. Which was the pennies before then, that's the old pence, and they weren't worth as much. And it did change stuff, because, like, the shilling became the five pence. And the florin became the ten pence, so people had to get used to, like... Wait, what?
1: What about the the gilder?
0: That was the Dutch. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) You're thinking of the guinea.
1: No, I'm thinking of the Princess Bride, which I'm wearing. Yes.
0: Yeah. Well, and for anyone who would like to know, to remember this random fact, a guinea was worth 21 shillings, which was odd, because a pound was only worth 20 shillings. What the fuck? So it was worth a pound and a shilling... And they kept it for a long time. Like, they didn't make the coin after the, like, 1770s. But they used it as a unit of account. (laughs) And, like, certain professions (laughs) would, like, your doctor used to bill you in guineas Guineas. in, like, the 1920s, even though nobody had that coin. Okay. Like, you just had to use, like, magic math to make it work.
1: Is this where we get blackjack from? Like, sorry. Maybe. My guinea beats your 20 pence or whatever.
0: For all we know, maybe. Yeah.
1: Or you know. could you trade in a guinea pig if you were running short, like in a barter system? No, probably no. not. Okay.
0: I don't think it would actually be worth that. Like, right. maybe ten guinea pigs might be worth an actual <laughs> guinea, but I don't know. You have to look at like the purchasing power because even through the fifties, like a pound was worth a lot of money, mm-hmm. purchasing wise. Yeah. Like most people only dealt with shillings and pence. Right. And, like, a pound at one point. Or I like, I think pens.
3: by,
0: like, like, well, yeah, they did have those back mm-hmm. when they needed them. They In even the had song. a farthing. <laughs> a quarter, a quarter, one-fourth of a penny. Like, so pennies bought you shit, which they don't anymore. And like, a pound was, like, having, like, a hundred bucks.
1: Wait a minute. Okay, time out. A mm. farthing was one-fourth of a penny? Yes. How come I've never put that together? A farthing. Right. I, I don't know. Of a penny. <laughs> yeah, a farthing, a forthing, a farthing. That bunny in Robin Hood was so pleased with his whole farthing. Well, a the whole period, a
0: farthing was worth up to into the 20th century. The farthing had, like, some buying power. Mm. And they actually, when they switched to decimals, still did a half penny. But that only, they only had that for, like, eight years. Because by then it was like, nah, this isn't worth it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, now yeah. the pound is only, like, $4 instead of, like, 50 you know yeah like it used to be and at one point in time like like having a guinea was like having like a thousand dollars back in the day when that was a relevant sum
1: yes um not related in any way did you know that in i think it's sweden you aren't allowed to have a single guinea pig as a pet really it's considered abuse they have to come in pairs at least
0: oh okay yeah that makes sense
1: yep i heard oh. they're quite social did you also know that sometimes if people learn that you have had a guinea pig, they will always ask you about that? Oh, really? No, I didn't. The one guy at work that told me that every single time, whenever we have to run into each other, mm-hmm. he'd ask how my guinea pig was and then remind me that it was illegal some places to have just one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I never had a guinea pig, so... Well, they're cute. We did have one as a classroom pet at one point in my life. But... They also smell. Yeah, they but they make such cute
1: little noises. Yeah, when you're trying to sleep. Yeah, because <laughs> they're nocturnal, like, like a hamster. Yep, exactly right. And then sometimes they bite you.
0: Same with hamsters.
1: Because mm-hmm. I had those. Yep.
0: After the third one, I'm like, nope, can't do it, because I get attached to them, and they die after like two years.
1: Yeah, well, so. hamsters especially. I don't think I had one that lasted a year. I did. Wow. I think the one that I brought down when I moved to Dallas. Made mm-hmm. it like a year and a half. That's
3: pretty good And still. then we
1: had another one after that that maybe was a year, but... Most of mine, we'd get home and they'd be dead a week later. Oh, <laughs> jeez. <no. laughs> a week or month. Do? They all had wet tail. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> we got them from Walmart. That was <laughs> your problem, yeah. That's what Danielle tells me. She's got like a hundred hamsters, but... We got, got ours those from... Those pets. Apparently. We got mine
0: from like actual pet store, pet stores, so. though.
1: Jungleland Pets is sponsoring today's podcast.
0: <laughs> they didn't know. If you want non wet tail, <laughs> <laughs> terms, Go to Jungleland Pets over by the Schnucks.
3: There you In go. O'Fallon. Yep. yep.
0: <laughs> I'm sure it's still there. Yep. All these years later.
1: Alright. Uh, so I'm interested to see what you guys think about this book, right? Because I have opinions, but... Oh man. I don't want to sway anybody. Well, for our okay. listeners,
0: since they're not privy to our texts, I enjoy the book, <laughs> but the print is sometimes a little too small, because they're putting in too much information on each page.
3: Mm-hmm. But I Very do like, small print.
0: I do like these, well, you know, it's not too bad in the old hardbacks, but yeah. I'm like, hmm, I think normally there would be fewer words on this page. but <laughs> <laughs> just be slightly bigger.
2: The book itself, bigger. yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a I mass mean, market paperback, so I don't have that issue. Oh no! no. How, how thick know.
0: is your paperback?
2: Um, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's you know, it's not too thick. Okay, it's I, I paperback it a size. Paper. It's yeah. it's not like James Clavell's Shogun or something. <laughs> it's not like I mean, a George rr Martin. Like this.
1: Yeah. Is my camera off, by the way? it is I, yeah apparently like, what i the can't hell? see you i'm holding I've this up to nothing Chris the whole time anyway sorry
2: i didn't yeah, to like, interrupt it's it's not a it's not a really? three inch book is what i'm saying <laughs> right it's
1: not like this which i was holding up to no one yeah not like that no but it could i be. like
0: this book so far it's just yeah there's a lot of technical crap in there too that i don't need but it fits which i feel is good for clancy's writing style sometimes that doesn't fit as well from what i hear from people not yeah. from him per se but from
1: similarly themed authors gotcha they can feel shoehorned in mm-hmm. what do you think other chris
2: yeah i like it um i uh again like every everything kind of blends together right like mm-hmm. one thing that you kind of have to get used to in this i guess is uh there are a lot of characters and you're mm-hmm. not going to remember who all of them are. <laughs> right now. Um, and not all of them are important.
3: Uh-huh. Correct. Like
2: some of them are going to come in and you're never going to see them again. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, uh, you know, so, so it isn't important that, you know, like some, some detail, like it's just thrown in there for flavor. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so don't worry about it too much. <laughs> don't, don't yeah. take, uh, You know, copious notes. Right. As as was mentioned, you know, who was it who found notes in their book? Oh, that was me. That's my book. I was just gonna
0: say that's why you
1: had those notes, is to remember the important people. Actually, it's been really useful. (laughs) (laughs) Because I used it as a guide. And like when this person come up, if they're not on my list, I don't remember them. Right. Just don't even bother. You don't have to worry (laughs) about (laughs) it. Hooray. So, I mean, I've kind of gone back and forth on this. Okay. Like, I think I'm getting to a point where I can just accept the style a little bit. And it's like, it's Mm -hmm. not going to be Ulysses, although it kind of Mm. seems that way, where it's like, or Dubliners. Like, here's every goddamn person who was ever involved with this in any way. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) no matter what's happening, if I happen to know something to throw in like a military detail, I'm going to. (laughs) Right. It doesn't exactly feel forced, but I'm like, I don't necessarily need to know what speed they were going to match the aircraft carrier they were landing on in their helicopter. Like, it's it's mm-hmm. fun. Just tell me they landed, and maybe it was a little rough. right? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, when I was first reading it, and I got to the point where he's talking to the president, and he's like, Here's everything you just read, and you could have just started fucking here. Just <laughs> jumped in right here. I'm like, this is a hundred pages in, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Where was this? I, sh- I should not be able to cut a hundred pages of your book out with no consequence.
2: <laughs> so. Yeah, but then you would have missed all of the things about you know the the skiing Barbie. Yeah,
1: that's true. I would miss out on skiing slash surfing Barbie, depending on who was talking yeah. about it. And that's I mean, all that's all good. But if <laughs> I need to know which which of these guys wears a cowboy hat? No.
3: Not and me.
1: I would I don't know. So Again, it's just flavor. Yeah, you get used to it. Yes. And it's the kind of thing that if it was a different type of book, I'd be totally into it. Like yeah. I just don't happen to get off on military type stuff like that or mm-hmm. that level of detail that you might get. So but if it was like, I don't know, Game of Thrones, they do that yeah. same sort of thing there. And I'm like, oh, cool. That's true. What kind of bacon are they eating today? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just I recognize it's not not what I'm going to be really interested in. So I try to let it be. Mm-hmm. But uh, I could have st- stood a little more uh, plot in this first section. Like things yeah. could have happened. I feel like a lot of table setting. Mm-hmm. Like a lot. And I don't feel like we're done <laughs> setting the table either. Probably not. Nope. Um, the good thing about it, though, is it made taking notes easier. So be like, and then they went to the aircraft. Uh-huh. That was three pages I didn't have to write down word for word. For word. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Um, do we want to get into some details? Sure. Sure. Yeah, let's do it. So I didn't I didn't transcribe these, so, you know, winging a prayer here, but <laughs> I don't you'll, know. You'll probably notice where I got tired of taking notes and started summarizing more. It'll be pretty obvious, <laughs> I think, but <laughs> mm-hmm. Like the first part of the book, I thought was really, really engaging when they're setting up yeah. everything about the Red October itself. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask about the dedication. Because it was, the book is to Ralph Chatham, a sub driver who spoke the truth, and all the men who wear dolphins. Mm-hmm. Any idea? Dolphins? I don't know who
0: Ralph Chatham is, but the dolphins is the little uniform thing all submariners wear.
1: Oh, it's called a dolphin? Well,
0: that's what they call it. Well, because pilots get wings, and submariners, it has a.
3: Like oh. Trident symbol here, and
0: it's got these two stylized dolphins on it. Oh, so see? It's, it is a pair of dolphins.
1: Learning already. Yeah. Learning already. So, uh, I like the chapters that are named like Day the First. Yes. Day <laughs> the Second. It starts on December 3rd, 1966, or whatever. Uh, <laughs> we're opening up with.
0: 1980 something.
2: Probably.
1: I think think it's said for sure, right? I don't know when it takes, what year it takes
0: place. I imagine it's supposed to be around 90. I bet it was present day.
1: (laughs) That's kind of what I (laughs) am The not-too-distant future. Right. But Friday.
0: Six months from now, 30-plus years ago. (laughs) Uh,
1: Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Uh, So, yes, we open up on the titular Red October with Captain Marco Ramius of the Soviet Navy. His new missile submarine being tugboated out of its dock into the Arctic conditions of the Kola Fjord. Uh, to make note of the icebreaker boat out front, the Perga, is mm-hmm. running in front of them because it is cold and there is ice, hence the need mm-hmm. for an icebreaker. Uh, so they're increasing speed to one third, he says to Lieutenant Karmarov, the ship navigator. Who Who knows if we'll need to know who that is, but. <laughs> he's on my list so i'm probably thinking probably so know. probably yeah. so. and uh captain second rank ivan putin which is a super russian name totally uh pops his head out of the hatch and he's like so again we go to the sea to protect the rodina which is the yep. motherland yes uh a few
0: sentences later than they finally explain, explain that <laughs>
1: <laughs> i did notice he sometimes will uh put this stuff in and sometimes not Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then later he'll be like, "Oh, you know, we'll get on the the Huey or whatever." He was referring to this helicopter, <laughs> <laughs> but no rhyme or reason what he explains or doesn't in my mind. So, uh, Rodina, motherland.
2: Uh, also... I think I think it's you know i I think it's like to, to avoid saying the same thing over and over again. Mm. It's just mm-hmm. for variety in the writing.
1: Yep, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough uh so Ivan Putin is the ship's political officer yep and he's described as the perfect one because Putin was an easy man to fear i'm like okay that tracks today yeah it
0: does um, i'm like was there an inspiration was he aware of a, a young KGB officer back
1: then mm, guess we'll never know
0: we can't ask him because he'd be dead
1: is that why he's dead now he's dead now is that maybe. why
0: maybe maybe
1: <laughs> oh my god what <laughs> so so ramius is half lithuanian uh yeah. one of the very few non-russians to command a soviet ship thanks to his dad's services under stalin which i gather was like you know disappearing people
0: sounds like it. in other things he was a, a hero he helped liberate lithuania
2: liberate Liber- liberate in quotes liberate yeah which which they yeah
0: I mean, I guess if you're kicking out Nazis or preventing them from coming, you are technically liberating a place.
2: That's probably
1: but... a small upgrade from Nazis.
0: Probably, but in the long run, not by much.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, Ramus's mother died in childbirth, and his dad was deeply ashamed of him, just like that one duke in that book we read. Yes. Yes. Um, dad was a candidate for the If Is that how you say that? political bureau Bureau. political bureau uh when he died young of a heart attack but he'd i guess his grandma secretly had him baptized
3: Mm -hmm. or something which
1: kind of implies what helps start breaking the spell of the evil communist regime on his mind uh but he also she told
0: him Bible stories too, among like, hey, among other things. Yeah. yeah, stories that talk about ethics and justice,
1: right? Because ethics and... only comes from religion.
0: Well, <laughs> but he's right. Like the the party stuff they were getting yes. told was not complete in right. its knowledge. It was missing things to keep people kind of following it.
1: Yes, but uh, he had given Marco his current goal, which is his own vengeance on the Soviet Union. Uh Putin's musing that the captain always seems really eager to leave the motherland for the water. And he's like, Ivan, my life, my love, and my only remaining lady is the sea. Yeah. His other wife, Natalia, uh is hinted to have been killed by the state at this point, which Yeah. Not exactly, but they certainly didn't help. Correct. <laughs> uh calls it a monstrous crime. Uh that does anyway, a monstrous crime. And some words I can't read. <laughs> Radios them, the all clear. Uh, like, pretty sure there's no dirty Americans around, right? Like, remember our <laughs> briefing. Putin's like, those Los Angeles ships could sneak up on a whale and fuck it. But our ship is way, way better. Yep. Why would you want to, though?
0: Because you can. I yes.
1: The ship hits open waters as Marco ponders, A, if he'd let Putin live to be court-martialed later, or B, if this would be the last time seeing the Qualifjord Fjord, or even the sky, and see if there's even an afterlife. So he's going to play, he's planning something, this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something pretty serious.
2: No, I, I liked, I, I liked that, uh, that one sentence where he was like, it would be great if I could let this guy live. Yeah. <laughs> because he would be totally screwed right. if I let him live.
0: Yeah, he would. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you don't know, no.
3: Like How uh <laughs> being a
1: party
0: officer go on the ship where the guy did something?
2: Did some stuff. Well, well, he was like, because he was saying he vouched for him in the party. Like yeah. he should yeah. be the guy to get this ship. Right. Uh, so yeah, if if something goes down, like this, this guy's definitely uh, he's yeah. He definitely going to Siberia. So he's like, it's it's too bad I have to murder his ass. <laughs> <laughs> because it would be great to see, like, some state-sponsored retribution. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Have your cake, eat it too. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh.
1: So, yep, yeah, then they all go below decks, and the Red October dives for the first time. And there's a note here that the sub's main flaw is that it's super slow to change depths, like a crippled whale, ripe for fucking. <laughs> <laughs> So mm-hmm. I don't know if... I don't know. Is that going to come back later? I don't know. Um, once down 100 meters, uh, Marco and Putin make for the wardroom and lock the, like, soundproof door. Because, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. officers need to talk about secret shit. That's right. know
0: right. who's listening.
1: That's right. There's a, a dual-lock safe inside with sealed mission documents. But they can't open it for, like, another 15 minutes. So they have a tea and chit-chat. Uh... About how the uh, submarine's really big, but mostly because of all the missiles that they had to put into it. Mm -hmm. And that it can only stay out for two weeks at a time versus like the American subs, they can go for two months. And it's suggested that it's because the government doesn't want anyone with that much firepower to be away for that long, just in case.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: they do something like this guy's gonna do i don't know
2: well they're, no, they no that he was saying that uh it's basically because the american submarines are actually like somewhat comfortable yeah compared right. to
0: theirs right right uh like americans can stand it that long
2: yeah <laughs> but yeah they they will go completely insane on a soviet submarine mm-hmm. if they have to be on it for more than two weeks
1: and the yeah. same people with missiles aren't good Exactly. Yeah.
0: Maybe put in a few more comforts, like your imperialist enemies did. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know. Yeah. We get some more hints about Marco's plan, like uh, remarking that the crew is mostly hand chosen by him, so they would be loyal, or they were new enough that they wouldn't question direct orders. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. Then, like, the timer goes off and the men turn their du- dual dials and open the matching sets of orders, which are to meet up with an attack submarine, the Kanovalov, with Captain Tupolev, and run an exercise, where Captain T is going to try to track and find them. Mm-hmm. Boone's like, oh, good. I get to see the master fool a poor boy once to- Oh, fuck! See
3: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, <laughs> <so you laughs> like Marco. Marco fucking yeah.
1: snaps his neck on the edge of the metal table, severing the spine, and watches as his heart stops two minutes later. This part that I was, was really invested in. Like, that's <laughs> hardcore.
2: <laughs> that that um, was brutal, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. But also quick-ish.
0: Yeah. You know, as quick as he could do without having to fire a gun, which would draw attention. Right,
1: exactly. Yep. But, but made note that he's, like, looking at him like, what the hell? <laughs> My spine, yeah. dude. Like, why? That's my spine. Uh,
0: <laughs> why you kill? Why you kill? Oh.
1: He takes some time to spill extra tea around uh, Putin's shoes and then calls for the doctor. Mm-hmm. Who runs in as he's doing, you know, fake CPR compressions. The doctor's yeah. like, he's dead, Jim. He's like, oh, God, why? <laughs> oh, well, we must, we, we must carry on. That's what he would have wanted anyway. By the way, we can't report this. See these fake documents?
3: Mhm. Yeah. The doctor Radio was like, "Well, silence. well,
1: you know, this this shit happens, I guess." Yeah. You know. What are you gonna do?
2: Just put him in the freezer. <laughs> Move some just tater tots around and like <laughs> make some space for him.
0: Yeah. That way you can give yep. him that funeral he would want.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep.
2: He's like, uh,
1: Marco's like, "Well, right, you are anyway." <laughs> yeah. Put him in the freezer, <laughs> and oh, I'll just take that missile key, by the way yep so, so we head to the west northwest but the mission plan said to go east oh no something's not right here guys right <laughs> stay the two day the two mm-hmm. marco goes on the loudspeaker to relay the ship's orders to the whole crew he's like comrades we shall make our first voyage a meaningful one we'll sneak past america's puppet state norway Along the American Atlantic coast to our brothers in Cuba. And you know what they have there? Women. Good fellowship.
2: (laughs) Sun and fun.
1: Sun and fun. And those cigars you
2: can't get. Right. Then we fool them all again. sweet cars from the 50s. Yeah. Yep. Yes. And uh, rum.
1: Delicious rum. Uh, Oh, man. Then we're going to fool them again and make our way back home. Yep. So fire up that Caterpillar, which is the new secret drive system they got.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Meanwhile, on some other ship that I can't read my handwriting what it is, um, some American sonar guy is a bit confused that the Red October left before schedule. Now he's gone quiet. So Commander Wilson, who I don't think we'll ever see again, is like, well, circle around and we'll go this way and sneak up behind and fuck him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we do.
0: Like we do. Right.
1: Meanwhile... Somewhere in the USSR, a 62-year-old postal worker is lax in his government-appointed duties. Uh-huh. And a letter from a prima donna submariner is placed on board a train a day late. Yep. Meanwhile,
3: in Morrow, England,
1: <laughs> Jack Ryan puzzles over how to write the intro to his authorized biography of Admiral William Halsey. Uh, when his daughter comes in, very concerned that Santa won't find them this Christmas, because they aren't where they were last year. <laughs> valid valid very yep. valid yeah
0: uh we didn't have tracking devices yet so
1: you know <laughs> i'm sure he had a forwarding address or something like
0: he, he would find a way
1: even if he's you know involved with the cia like i'm sure they still do that yeah. <laughs> uh he decides to play with his kids a bit since he'll be off to washington much of the coming week which probably maybe long i don't know Probably I enjoyed
2: the description of his uh, computer and word processing software <laughs> during this bit.
3: Oh yeah,
0: yeah I don't was know, actually thinking about you when I read that. Discs. It was
2: it was so high tech.
3: Oh yeah, he writes
2: the like
1: highest tech. Uh, he works like a J.R.R. R. Martin, G.R.R. R. Martin, mm-hmm. it's not J.R.R. R. Tolkien, the other guy. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, one of those other into one. One of those guys with the R's in their names.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, meanwhile, on the Kalanikov, Tupelov is pacing uneasily. He's like, Uh, we got to start this exercise, but the Red October's not here yet. Mm -hmm. He thinks he's got a beat on how to track this new caterpillar engine, but Marco is a fox, a gray whiskered fox, and you never know what he's gonna do. But give him four more hours, then we start the hunt for Uh, the Red October. Uh, Um, day the third is a pretty big data dump on Marco so while uh, the Red October is running 30 meters above the bottom of the strait Ramius is uh, getting ready to call an officers meeting turns over to command to Lieutenant uh, Ivanov which I already forgot was that the guy we saw before I don't care
2: yeah it doesn't matter Uh, see
1: He's the greenest guy on board, they note. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, he's also like, pity what will happen to him. I'm like, more next snaps? But so far, <laughs> so far, no. I think just a of career. Could be. Which would be sad since he's just starting it. Could be. Um, so yes, he gives him command. He asks Bones to, you know, not go to this <laughs> political meeting. Or, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. the officer meeting. You know, keep an eye on the new guy. You gotta get him a chance to stretch their sea legs and stuff. Right.
0: But we'll still have an adult in the room, just right. in case. Right,
1: right. Just find reasons to check on him. Yeah. But don't seem like you're... Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Once they're safe in the whisper-proof room, Ramius uh, confirms plans with all of his officers, who apparently are all in on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, even sent this letter, so no turning back. And I, I like the note where he's seeing where the blood stain had been on the table. Like, mm-hmm. The difference between me and him is that I have a conscience. This guy I murdered <laughs> in cold blood. Because he feels
2: bad about it. I mean, right? sort of. <laughs> <laughs> kind of does.
1: Um, so, yes, then, then we get a lot of backstory about young of Marco um, falling out of love with Marxist Leninism. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see him as a proud son of the party chief and as a little, little Octoberist but shunned by the others because his dad's an informer or
2: whatever. Well, he accidentally disappeared the neighbor girl's dad. (laughs) Yeah, by telling his dad a
0: story that she told him or something.
2: Yep, oops. Accidentally renditioned him. The walls have ears. Yep. Yeah.
3: Yep.
0: That's what my mom said when she went to the Soviet Union. They just stayed up at night in their hotel room telling jokes. <laughs> <laughs> they, they put him at the tourist hotel so they were uh-huh. oh, to high heaven. Uh-huh.
2: I I remember I remember reading a, a story a long time ago uh Jet Li mm-hmm. When uh when he was very young, he was part of like a um like a a Chinese opera actor or uh, a like a you know, did did like um um gymnastics and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, he was allowed to come to the United States like his group was and like tour around. Mm -hmm. Um, and he didn't, he didn't know any English or anything, but like he knew a few words, I guess. And he, he said that when he was in his hotel at night, he said something along the lines of like, I want ice cream. I want banana. (laughs) And like the next morning he had bananas. (laughs) Ah, Interesting. (laughs) Hmm. anyway nice
1: Pretty yeah years. uh chris i thought for sure he's like that happened to my mom once accidentally renditioned a kid <laughs> <laughs> it just happens you
0: know. it happens when you're in russia no <laughs> no no she she'd she, no. No, she no. didn't get to go to the soviet union yeah yeah so yep um
3: years
1: ago. so yes he was the little soviet boy scout and his friends were like fuck that guy Mm-hmm. um So instead, he started a friendship with an old seaman, Sasha, who taught him how to sail and kindled a love of the freedom of the
2: ocean.
0: Told him what it was like to be a young naval officer in the Sino-Russo-Japanese the War. That's right.
2: And conveniently left out some of the bad stuff.
3: Well, you know. Well, you know.
2: Yeah. (laughs) This this is a child you're talking to. Yeah. (laughs)
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, Let me tell you about all the war atrocities. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So Marco joins and the Naval Prep Japanese School. The Japanese
0: who thought they were equals. Oh, wait, they beat us.
1: Oh. Well, you know. Uh, Marco joins the Naval Prep School, which I guess they have those, mm-hmm. and even wins the Golden Sex Tent in Navigation. Golden good. Sex Tent. Uh, the old seaman helped him win the Golden Sex Tent. <laughs> uh, and they talk about his five years in, you know, Naval School. Um, When his dad had finally recognized the potential, because it's a newly formed navy, he's like, "Oh, you could move up in, yeah, society this way." So started things, yeah, yeah, started helping push his career along. And uh, he married his wife Natalia at thirty. And I want to note this is a love match, like Mm -hmm. this is not an arranged thing. Right. And Natalia is quite sophisticated, but only by Russian standards. (laughs) <laughs> Which, whatever that means, like little slam on okay. Russians out of nowhere. For
0: <laughs> I know but she could still be very sophisticated. Yeah. She just might yes. not have had as much wealth,
1: right? She helped him learn English with books, and we like mm-hmm. books. Uh, but we do. They failed to have any natural children. Yeah, but uh, that's okay. Um, talk about a success in command and uh, learning to play fox and hound with the American navies. And especially his ability to develop his men to be ready for command of their own. like, But not promoting anyone who's the son of party members, because fuck those guys. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, but it, they, they denote it gets him the trust of the people high up, because like, he won't do that just to do favors, he'll put good people in there. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he and his wife, you know, uh, practically become surrogate parents for a lot of his naval recruits, so... Mm-hmm. He was very careful to help those who shared his misgivings about the party to, you know, get to deepen those misgivings. Uh, Then, after 15 years of marriage, when uh, Marco was out at sea, Natalia developed appendicitis and made the mistake of going to a hospital that was only just for the privileged and not the elite. Where a drunken doctor delayed her operation that she needed while he was sobering up. And then botched the surgery and had to make a lot of emergency uh, fixes, if you want to say that. And likely Mm. gave her antibiotics that were actually just water. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Because medicine's expensive. Uh, And at her funeral, Marco is realizing that the party wouldn't even let him pray for her soul. Nope. So the party had stolen his years with his wife, her life, and even his hope for meeting her after he died
0: only so, pray to communism.
1: That's right. The party, he says, will pay. So he hatched he his plan, sense. even overseeing much of the construction of the Red October, and hand-selecting his crew from his personal army of uh, adopted dissidents. Mm-hmm. They note that many of those uh those guys he selected had their careers blocked due to, you know, treasonous things like mm-hmm. being Jewish. Yeah. Or doing, you know stupid hoodrat stuff when they were a kid or like go into a demonstration where they're like we don't like things right. <laughs> stupid kids
0: like those Hungarians and Czech peoples and things like that like they did during their Soviet years
1: yep yep so they jump back to the present where one of the officers is like what if they find us they're sure to be looking I'm like yes but they won't know where to look until way too late yeah yeah we'll be long gone no clues yep day the fourth at cia headquarters jack ryan who's a physically unremarkable guy is walking in uh assuring the secretary that santa will indeed find his daughter's new location this year (laughs) she was worried she was
3: i was was worried that was
1: chapter three was a big chapter like i had to wait a long time for that to land (laughs) um He's meeting with Vice Admiral James Greer to discuss an offer from the British or their British counterparts to trade some snapshots of the Red October. Uh, plus, there was some BS about being able to develop hyper accurate photos by shooting lasers through the original camera's lens. Mm-hmm. What? What?
2: No idea. Didn't get yeah. that. I mean, uh, yeah, like to detect aberrations and stuff like that. I guess. Okay. Like. You know, uh, no lens is physically perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's going to uh, distort the image a little bit. Okay. It's going to mess things up. I don't know. Mm. Now,
3: see,
0: so I pictured I that scene. A laser pointer through my camera lens. without that have don't really do it. on anything?
1: Don't do it. No. Don't do it. Okay. <laughs> don't do it. I pictured that <laughs> scene in Wild Wild West where they put projectors through the back of the guy's brain. So you could see mm-hmm. the last thing he saw on his retina. <laughs> uh, anyway, I blocked most of that. No, it's out,
2: it's it's more like it's more like shining a shining a laser through the lens to see like how it affects the path. I got you. So you you, you shine it through like in a very methodical manner, like scanning okay. it across the surface of the lens, so to see how it comes out the other side,
1: just undistorting the other
2: picture. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. I thought they were trying to recreate so. the picture using only the lens. That no. didn't make
2: sense. No, they're trying to get more detail out of the picture. Gotcha.
1: Um, let's see. So, I mean Greer makes a note it's like, how come we don't have someone embedded enough to get our own photos? And Ryan's like, I don't know, man, I'm just an analyst. <laughs> just an analyst not even
2: supposed to be here today exactly
1: right he's just an analyst who we later learned uh is a phd and a knight yes and and had a military career even though it was cut short but yeah just an analyst just an unassuming analyst
0: john krasinski plays him on amazon he's pretty badass to be (laughs) select i'm just an analyst man just an analyst yeah phd and the hero of blah 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 and this other shit he's just an analyst all right He's like, yeah, that's all my job is here now. Yeah. You
1: know. So, uh, they call in a rear admiral and a captain, and Ryan passes around the photos, and Admiral Davenport teases Sir Ryan for loving the Brits yeah. too much.
3: <laughs>
1: so, he apparently got an honorary knighthood for breaking up a terrorist plot as a tourist. You know, just an analyst.
3: Like, yeah. do. That's like you do. Like you do. So, yeah.
1: that, that's a thing? Like, you can become a knight if you're not British?
0: Yeah, it's an honorary knighthood. Okay. And there aren't any limits on, like, each order of chivalry has a certain limit. Like, you can be, anyone can be made a member of an order of a knighthood, but only certain, there can only be certain amounts of certain levels mm-hmm. and and whatnot. So, like, most people get knighted or made a order, they usually order the British Empire. And you yeah. have members, and you have, like, companions, and, like, other top knights, and if you're just a member, you don't get the title, but you get the other one you do. But, yeah, so the, the Queen can give out as many honorary ones as she wants to. Okay. And then if you ever became a UK citizen, you could exchange it for a real one. Oh. Like a sub, a full substantive one. And not that it's not real, but you could exchange <laughs> it for a substantive one. So, like, cause like, if Bill Gates became a UK citizen, he could then become Sir Bill because <laughs> wow. he has an honorary knighthood right now he'd just be know, like hey i'm a citizen now can i have the full knighthood and be like sure here you go does that help fast track bill.
1: your citizenship application probably like, not the I queen herself <laughs> gave me a knighthood
0: let me in like that's great nope, you're a foreigner we don't like <laughs> you right now like but i have money we don't care
1: i blame brexit i do too um
0: and the whole conservative party on that. But Boo. It's only because I follow this YouTuber <laughs> kid who's actually kind of nice, who's been in the UK a long time because of school, mm-hmm. and he's trying to become a citizen, and he's like, I've already lived here for like 10 years, Yeah, and they're just making it super hard, You need to jump through all these hoops to do it. He's like, why would you not want me to be a citizen? I've clearly made my life here, I've contributed right. to society, Like, this is where I want to be, why are you making this so difficult? Did he ever all stop a terrorist plot, of, though? No, he didn't. Well, so that's probably why. Yeah. he was up. really good at math and they needed that. Maths. So
1: yeah, at maths. Maths. Yep. Yep. Immigration is hard. This is what I'm learning. Yep.
0: It uh, is. And I don't like it's weird because if you like history you learn that the only barrier in the past is like can you physically go there? Do you have the means to get there? <laughs> right. Alright, you can go there and live there. Now it's like all these barriers and shit and like you want to go somewhere cool? Nope. Sorry. Can't do it. Like we've decided like these arbitrary lines on maps actually mean something. And yet they may go, but oh but markets and exchange of ideas and people, but you can't do that easily. No. So what's the good of that? Like I don't I don't know. Sorry for the tangent. (laughs) It's my thoughts on immigration. Like I think it should be a lot easier for people to immigrate.
3: Yep.
0: You know, some people are like, open borders. I'm like, I don't like we need to know who's coming and
1: going, but Right. We need to find some new places that are completely unoccupied so we can have another Oregon Trail. Antarctica.
0: Oh, wait, we have a treaty about that, so you can't settle there. Let's
1: somewhere. go. I can carry 200 pounds back to the cabin. <laughs> <wagon. laughs> not a pound more.
0: I would think Canada would want people to move into its more northerly parts that nobody lives in. Yeah, thanks
1: to global warming, it's soon so to be going to be prime real, real estate. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to pack nothing but bullets in my wagon.
0: (laughs) Fine, because I'll pack nothing but food. Mm -hmm. And then uh, that way if we stay together and don't die from dysentery, we'll have supplies when we arrive. Yes.
1: Get all the bullets because you can just hunt for the food immediately. Set a grueling pace and eat your rations. Just go for it. (laughs) Just get
0: I was the best marksman banker you'll ever see on the Oregon (laughs) Trail.
1: (laughs) I could shoot a squirrel from across the screen. Oh, yeah. Two pounds of meat.
3: (laughs) I would do
0: enough where it's like, you have too much meat. You can't carry any more meat. I'm like, awesome. I'll just leave this buffalo here to brat, apparently. (laughs) Just eight buffalo. Just like in real time. I'm
1: the opposite of an Indian. I will waste all of these buffalo. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Because it's super fun. It really is. It's the best part. Anyway. (laughs) So these guys, right? Or looking it, at right. the picture of a submarine.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, hey, look, there's four additional tubes on this thing. What could that be? So Ryan's like, I know a guy. Skip Taylor. Sounds like a made-up name. Totally. Um, who's good at thinking outside of the box on this stuff. So uh, he gets approval to head out uh, and talk to him. But first, not before he's going to pick up the skiing Barbie for his daughter.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Quick jaunt over to the U.S. Naval Academy Where Ryan and Skip discuss Well, how much Skip likes uh, Impregnating his wife Because <laughs> he got a billion kids And then uh, What those four holes might be for Probably some Not kind of propulsion system Yeah You don't want to try to impregnate these holes like, Nope On the ship
0: It's just for whales
1: Just for whales <laughs> Yeah Uh, So, yes, he thinks it's maybe some kind of propulsion system um, that impels rather than propels. Yes. Mm. Um, And it would likely cut down on the cativation and the noisiness of the system.
2: Cavitation. Yep. Oh, see, I wrote it down.
1: I wrote it down, dyslexic. Cavitation. Mm. But I wrote cativation. Cativation. It's okay. I didn't really quite understand. Captivation. Cavitation. Yeah, boats going through water physics, is loud. You guys. Yeah, boats
2: are loud underwater.
0: I barely got through physics, so there's that.
2: When you move something really fast in water, it creates a void behind it that fills uh-huh. up with water vapor, and then it collapses really quickly, and it makes a loud sound. Yes. What's so okay. difficult about <laughs> that?
0: Well, nothing. Now that you've explained it to me.
2: Well, that's cavitation. All right, or cavitation. <laughs> if you can spell it or not.
0: <laughs> We're learning things today. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh so Rand's like, well, how fast would this thing be? And Skip's like, Well, I don't know. I'd need to borrow someone's license for Excel or something. <laughs>
3: a Cray two
2: supercomputer, which again, like the technology in this book. <laughs> yep.
1: Probably the size of a car. Uh probably.
2: Your your PlayStation is more powerful. Yeah. Your uh your phone is more powerful i yeah. don't know yeah
0: is my switch more powerful
2: probably probably so yeah, i would think so yep uh i i'd have to look up the numbers but i'm i'm willing to bet it is probably so i'm willing to bet like game systems for a while have been more powerful than a Cray 2.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: which is uh you know i want to say like a refrigerator sized computer
3: mm-hmm.
0: sounds about right
1: yeah yeah well, how come you're not using your Nintendo Switch to chart, you know, potential new imp- impeller systems for submarines? You've got the technology. That's right. You really What's your that, excuse? Apparently. So anyway, Ryan's like, "Okay, you can do <laughs> that. We'll give you twenty thousand dollars." I'm off to Toys R Us. Yep. Uh, I back at CIA headquarters. I I noted like Jack Ryan's catchphrase in this book is like, "Didn't you ever play Santa?" Like, everyone's <laughs> giving him shit about this Barbie. He's like, well, didn't you ever have to do that? Uh, it's like they forgot. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he stops back in headquarters to confirm with Greer what he learned about or learned from Skip. And they share a concern that the Red October could have depressed trajectory missiles that could be launched to Washington in five minutes. Too quick for a response.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Also, football is cool.
2: Football, yep.
1: Yep. Uh we get a scene at the sonar surveillance system where I got confused, but I think we're supposed to learn that they were picking up on uh Tutalev's ship surfacing and trying to scan for something. I think that's who that was.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, uh day of the 5th, back in Moscow, Admiral uh Hadorian arrives at his office in the Kremlin at seven a m uh, and there's a note here about the red October tractor plant, huh i mean
2: to... it's just it's just another factory that they named red October i guess I guess yeah I don't oh. know
0: yeah, that would make sense yeah, since the revolution was then yeah. I, probably, there was probably a lot of things called Red October. There was
2: probably, like, a street named Red October. In, like, every town. Yeah. There were probably a bunch of kids named Red October. <laughs>
1: probably. <laughs> because uh, instead of researching it, I just thought about that scene in Wayne's World where they, like, tipped over a red tractor, so. That's <laughs> fine.
0: Probably just as a, just yeah. as a that, you know.
1: Anyway, that guy, this Admiral Yuri, uh, has gotten a confidential letter uh, from the Red October, and it's addressed to not Comrade Admiral—that's crossed out—Uncle Yuri, mm-hmm. oh. and then he, he reads something. And he's like, "This yep. must be a joke," but then Marco's like, "This is no joke." Love Marco. Yep. He's like, "Oh fuck!" I gotta yes, talk it's to not me. a joke. Yes. Oh fuck, indeed. P.S. It's not a joke. This is happening for real. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Uh, you just lost your fancy new sub.
1: Yeah. So over on the USS Dallas now. Mm -hmm. A lot of explanation of how Russian submarines have taken to evading their trackers, uh, the USS Los Angeles in this example, by racing down some underwater gorge and greening between rocks faster than their sonar would have allowed them to. Yep. Yep. The U.S. ships would have been Mm -hmm. blind at that speed. Mm -hmm. They went to Plaid. That's right. Yep. Also, we meet the Caltech grad and genius audiophile sonar man Jonesy. Yep, who's Jonesy. picking up three different Russian ships digging into the water. Yeah, his captain Mancuso is receiving an encrypted message, essentially saying like, uh, "The Red Fleet's like they're they're all going someplace. Everyone's getting the fuck out. So get to mm-hmm. a safe satellite depth, and we're gonna wait for instructions." Uh back to CIA headquarters. Jack Ryan's awoken uh after completing his Christmas shopping, but with very little sleep. <laughs> and is driven to review a message from the NSA with Greer, essentially saying, like all these Russian boats and subs are talking to each other about something nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. Something something's it's happening. Big. Lots of chatter on the back channels.
2: Something crazy's happening. Yeah. Uh
1: they confer with Davenport, uh, who's musing that maybe it's some sort of surprise exercise, I don't know, their last one, Crimson Storm, which sounds way cooler, yeah, (laughs) uh, didn't go too well, so uh, maybe they're trying to do another exercise to to punish people for it, I don't know.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Jack Ryan's like, I'm not too concerned about this, breakfast, guys. (laughs) (laughs) It's
0: the most important meal of the day, as they said, right?
1: Yep. Davenport calls back very shortly to confirm that, yeah, all the Russian boomers are all heading back to the barn. Uh, so what about the Red October, Ryan asks, apropos of almost nothing. It's like, no sighting of it. He's like, what if they lost one? What indeed? What if?
0: Then they search for it.
2: Yeah. Maybe hunt? Maybe they should hunt no. for it.
1: Maybe he should hunt for it. He's like, maybe, maybe no, there's no. this search and rescue operation going on.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, the guy's like, Brian, you gotta stay another day. If this is just a drill, you can still take your surfing Barbie home tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God damn it! God damn it! Day of the sixth, still at the CIA headquarters. Ryan and uh, the CIA director, I think, right? Judge Moore are in his office t- with a very somebody v- high up. Yeah, some dude. Yeah. Either the actual director or the deputy director who's from Texas and wears a yeah. hat. Yeah. They're looking at a very, very classified document from Cardinal which is actually Willow in this case. Yes. Which, uh, I don't know if this is exactly where they said it, but I liked them getting the mission names from just a random generated word list. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah. But I would want to be the one putting the words into the list.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Operation Cochrane is a go, let's go.
3: <laughs> yes.
2: We really have to use the first one we get. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. That's protocol.
1: <laughs> Your code name will be taint. Uh <laughs> yeah, we get a lot of detail here around all of the different things they do to keep this most secret of spies a secret. Like hand yeah. deliveries, hand deliveries. Can't speak. And deliveries. Only. Uh And then they translate his stuff by hand, or by typewriter. So you can't track his handwriting or his, you know, personal idiosyncrasies of speech. Uh So, yeah. And then they burn everything. Burn the originals and only have copies. So, anyway, they look through it and Ryan says, Christ, sir. Christ. Christ. They're like nah, nobody ex- learns of this, not even God, not without director's <laughs> approval. <laughs> uh, so yeah, everyone's together, and Ryan is telling those assembled his thoughts, but not us. Annoyingly, yeah,
2: we don't get to hear.
1: So like, here's what I yeah. think is happening: <mg instant omelet> rhubarb pie, rhubarb pie.
3: Yeah. Fade to black. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Like, well, what could be the alternative? He's like, nope. If it was that, we'd all be gone by now. <laughs>
3: <Yep>.
1: <laughs> and this is my note here is like, fuck, we have so many details of submarines and nothing of this. Like, no, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> anyway, he's like, write it up and we'll present it to the president. And maybe you'll have to fly over and give the Brits, you know, uh, get them involved. So he got homework right away. He's like, but I, it's, I have to write it's a lot of homework. I don't want to do it. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Uh meanwhile, the Red October is making that run that we mentioned a minute ago, uh, through mm-hmm. that ridge. Which they say is thanks to, you know, um a very dedicated chartsman and measuring gravitational pull on two very large weights.
3: Yeah.
2: Which is smart. And they, you know, they also do the same like uh inertial
3: inertial measurement. Right. Right, Uh, To the White House now, the CIA guy and Ryan
1: are uh, walking into the Situation Room where Jack is to brief the President and the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And he, in fact, delivers his presentation, which includes a lot of the details we already know, except that the Russians have given orders to capture or sink the Red October if they must. And Ryan thinks that Ramius wants to defect to the United States yeah yes, and, then, and there is a lot of discussion with all the Joint chiefs on possible alternatives and how to handle this. Ryan's like, "I say, we just grab her." yeah, we get we get Marco and we get the ship.-hmm uh Plus, uh the president himself, after giving everyone else marching orders, directly asked Jack Ryan to deliver the info to the British. And you know, just uh stay around a couple extra days and report back to me directly on whatever you see there. Mm-hmm. It's like not too comfortable with that, but alright. Um So Ryan is sized up for uh naval officer uniform and uh given <laughs> code name. The yeah. operation is Mandolin. His code name is Magi because of the Christmas <laughs> gifts. <laughs> <laughs> but he could have been codename Cockring. sorry. Could it have. could have I was been in charge.
0: It would have been spicier.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Day of the seventh, somewhere in the North Atlantic, Ryan is uh, airsick on a cargo plane headed to the some boat, some aircraft carrier. Uh, not a fan of planes, owing to a helicopter crash he'd had as a young Marine, which mm-hmm. almost crippled him. But he's just an analyst.
3: <laughs> just, uh,
2: Not even supposed to be here today. Exactly. Yeah. Just, just on the, the on the USS John F. Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> yep, they're doing
1: a night landing, which I laughed because they described it as a controlled crash. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, exactly. That's how I did it in Pilot Wings too. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and as soon as he can, Ryan scampers off the plane while Davenport calmly follows behind. Uh, they head to the flag room. Which is super fucking swish. To yeah. To meet with Admiral Painter. Uh Admiral P notes that Ryan seems a little bit green and has food brought in. Good kosher corned beef. And coffee. Yum.
0: Delicious.
1: Delicious. Uh he briefs the Admiral and they talk shop about how hard how hard it'll be to find this thing since the Atlantic Ocean is pretty big. Uh-huh. Yeah. Quite large. And uh how best to maybe position their ships. Uh, Plus how they're going to get Ryan over to the British aircraft carrier, the Invincible. Uh, Meanwhile, back on the Dallas, Jonesy has been restless, working diligently to create a historic path of the sound he had heard earlier. And I liked the scene where he's presenting like a pencil, pencil driver map to captain Mancuso. Mm -hmm. If you point this way and this way, then you get this route. Uh, Both agree they're seeing a Russian sub uh, about to sneak through that trough again. Uh, Plus, he scrubs some audio that he recorded early enough to recognize a regular interval of sound. So that's got to be man-made. Anyway, he impresses the captain enough that he's like, Jonesy, you're promoted. Now take a Hollywood shower and get some sleep. (laughs) Which, do we know what a Hollywood shower is? Like...
2: I feel yeah, like I feel yeah, like yeah. that bears looking up. Alright. Yeah. Cause I, I would I it was something that I would have done if I was uh Hollywood shower. Not military, reading, so. military
3: speak. <laughs> <laughs> if this is a masturbation thing, I'm gonna be
2: very okay. upset. <laughs>
3: Go jerk off in the shower, (laughs) Sonny. You've earned it.
1: (laughs) No. In United States Navy parlance, the term Hollywood shower contrasts with a Navy shower, referring to a long shower with very high water usage. Mm. So in Hollywood, they take long showers.
0: Gotcha. Long showers, I take.
1: All right.
2: (laughs) You're living in Hollywood, sir. Apparently. Yes. Which is kind of ironic, because they're probably rationing water in Hollywood. Yeah. (laughs) Right.
0: I don't think they were in the 80s, though. Yes. Yeah. When they should have been. Uh,
1: Yeah. Is 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 the Dallas a submarine also, or is it just a boat? It's it's a submarine. Okay. So yeah, Yeah. especially on a submarine, what's a long shower on that? Like two minutes? You get to let to get the water get hot.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: I don't know. Anyway, he insists on them all getting some sleep because hunting this bastard's going to be a real bastard.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, they radio in their request to pursue the sub, which is granted, but you know requires that they have to get high enough to be able to extend their little pole to radio out. Yeah. Um, once it's granted, they dive below the uh, thermocline, which is like a layer of water between the different strata. Yeah. So it's good for masking the sound of your ship from sonar and stuff. And they open her up for a speed run and settle in for movie night. Yep. Which two of the movies are football games, so, you know. Or uh, Mortal Kombat, I don't remember. <laughs> uh, brief cut to Tupolev, who's angry at Marco for, you know, throwing every, everything he'd been given away and thinking how hard it would have to be to kill him. But he would have to probably. Yep. Yep. Um, meanwhile, a British Harrier is collecting Jack Ryan uh, after a quick loo break, and then flying him over <laughs> to the school. Uh, there's a lot of what the hell. Yeah, they have a lot of chit chat about game hunting. Mm-hmm. So again, hunting. You know, seems I, I like of-
2: how they. I like how they pointed out that the Harrier is loud. Yeah. because it is a very loud plane yeah well when you that's that's like the one thing that you know about it i think
1: when you use jet engines to uh basically turn a plane into a helicopter
2: yeah yeah it's pretty loud that's what i've heard (laughs) from i have seen one and it is loud (laughs) (laughs) yes
1: uh anyway they're uh flying over and basically the British guy's like what exactly is going on? And he's like listen, let's keep this a secret verbal agreement and stuff.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: He's like okay, well he throws in some barrel barrel rolls for good measure because I guess either uh, Painter or Davenport's <sighs> like make sure you piss this guy. Mess with this guy a little bit. <laughs> Just mess him a little bit. <laughs> uh Dak is then taken to the flag bridge of the British ship to Vice Admiral John White uh who is a, the Earl of Weston, a mm-hmm. member of the peerage? So Danielle's going to love this book.
2: Yeah, <laughs> practically a duke. Practically a duke, practically. except he's
1: an earl. He's the Duke of. Well, earl. You know. Um, <laughs> kind of needless uh, personal notes about how their wives are in the same like uh, musical circle. Mm-hmm. So Jack's wife Kathy plays piano. And Mrs. uh, Admiral White plays on violin, and Jack's like, man, she's attractive for 45. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, So Jack tells White, not Jack White, but John White, Mm -hmm. uh, you can only tell uh, three guys about this, so pick carefully. Brings in his select officers and delivers the briefing this time it only takes him 10 minutes. Because he's got practice. Uh, they discuss Ramius and his likely next steps uh, and they talk about where they should make best use of their ships and that part I thought was not so interesting but (laughs) I picture them pushing boats around on a table that's probably
2: Um, what they were doing probably so
1: so anyway he gives Jack a cot to sleep on and Jack drifts off thinking of how uh, nice White is and his wife is something special. What? (laughs) What? (laughs) Is this going to end with him sleeping with his wife? Like, why why is this?
2: (laughs) Really weird. Foreshadowing.
1: Foreshadowing, (laughs) I guess. Uh, Anyway, back to the Red October, uh, while the officer's radiation badges are being collected and delivered to, you know, Bones. Mm -hmm. uh, So, as the name suggests, he tests them for radiation levels. In a kind of a dark room. Yeah. A couple of the badges are hot. They show like 12 to 20 radians. Not good. Not that bad, but not good. Uh, Ramius is called and acts all surprised, though uh, he knows one of his guys had used the x-ray machine to irradiate them. While the doctor was off doing doctor stuff. Um, It's like, okay, don't tell anyone, but we might have a gas leak. Just so you know.
2: Serial. For cereal.
1: Uh, yeah, and then literally in the Pentagon, they have a scene of a bunch of joint chiefs of staff moving model ships around. Yep. Yep. That's all you need to know about that. Um for sure. Flashback to the Red October, where uh, the most junior of crewmen is being used to check on the radiac- or reactor leaks. Yeah. Which... Sucks. Like, <laughs> we won't <laughs> miss really you does. as much if you die. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> who's understandably yeah. very nervous. Yeah, and right. so is the <laughs> doctor. <laughs> but tests come up negative all around. It's like, see, says Marco, must have just been faulty badges. But the crew who watched the tests and saw the doctor looking so pale aren't exactly put at ease. Mm-hmm. Thus ends day the seventh. Day the 7th. So, what is that about, do you suppose?
2: Busy work, maybe? Or, like, just, you know, creating an maybe opportunity like... again for officers to talk while the doctor is out of the room. Maybe. Be. Busy oh. with some other stuff. could
0: be concocting plans, too, eventually, to, like, they might need to be able to go, oh, hey, don't come near us. We have a leak or something like uh, that. No. mm
3: hmm. Hmm. You know, Just
0: or it could be a way to get the sailors off who aren't part of the shit too, who knows?
1: Yeah. Maybe like, just Oh we have
0: to surface and you guys have to get in the escape life you know, the lifeboats and we'll scuttle the ship and save everyone
3: and then, like, <laughs> who knows? Yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah, maybe just putting uh, some guy. doubt into the mind of the people who weren't aren't in on the plan So they can later mm-hmm. be like, Oh fuck. The warp oh, yeah. core has gone into meltdown. Yeah, like, got a jess right. in it. Separate the dish section from the living quarters. <laughs>
0: yep. That's exactly what they're going to do. Or whatever. So. All
1: right. So that is not exactly the most exciting note to end on. But that does end our section. <laughs> yeah. <You know? sighs> a lot a lot of detail. And essentially it's mm-hmm. like, uh, there's a ship that's gone missing. And everyone's going to try to find him.
0: Mm. Yeah. Everyone wants to find it.
1: Everyone. Do we, think, yep. do we think he actually wants to defect to the United States, or is he really just trying to fuck everyone over?
2: I mean, he's trying to fuck the Soviet Union yeah. over. Yeah, like,
0: right. whatever the best way to do that is, is what he's going to do. Right. If that means going to the U.S. and taking their new super awesome, super quiet sub with with him, he'll do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I could see him not necessarily interested in, like, defecting to the United States, but just just showing them up. Showing everyone up, and yeah. then, like, I don't know, driving off a cliff. Middle fingers. <laughs> the like, An underwater cliff. on the Louise style. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Right. Yep. I mean, he could, you never
3: know.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, any, any projections uh, about what we might see in the next section, except for more uh, military detail?
0: <laughs> I think lots of subs looking for a sub. Yeah. Trying yeah. to outwit the other country to find them
1: first, type of deal. Yeah, so what's that gonna be like? How do a you write of that pinging, in? A book? Whale humping? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> are any whales gonna be impregnated in this book?
0: Probably not.
1: Okay.
2: I, I have a feeling that it's it's gonna be between uh Which was it? Uh Captain Tupolev. Yeah. And um, I think I think in my book it was the Los Angeles that was the sub, not the uh, Dallas.
1: Well, but, they mentioned the Los they're Angeles. They're both in there. I, yeah. I'm, I'm willing to trust you over my notes because I know myself. So <laughs>
2: interesting.
1: <laughs> I could have just confused it because I saw the word somewhere. I got very right. confused about what was like Los Angeles class or the actual yep. name well, of the, the ship. Well, so. you know, like
2: the I Los know Angeles a class of submarine mm-hmm. would be the Los a- like <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's the it first is, one of that it class. It sings yes. the song of itself.
2: That's yeah. right. Yes. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah, i will be interested to see how they do it cuz uh so far the sonar guys like, okay, well, I guess technically that's interesting, but not very gripping yeah.
2: to me. I I I like that. Yeah. Um, I like the, um, <laughs> cause I mean, I mean, it's a dude with headphones listening to the ocean. Yeah. Like yeah. that's yeah. what's happening. Right. Yeah. And he's, and he's really goddamn good at it. Right.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> right. Like that's such a weird job to have. <laughs> <laughs> and it's such a weird thing to be like, uh, like a virtuoso ad, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's
1: like having perfect pitch, but for underwater noises. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What, what, kind of, what did you earn your medals for in the Navy? I
1: would <laughs> listen to the best <laughs> of anyone. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I, I, I liked the uh, the comment about the the guy who came off the submarine after like, uh, being able to name all of the whales in a pod or something. Oh, right, like, right. right.
3: Just by their song, yeah, yep, yeah.
1: That is, again, something that's crazy to think about in real life. And if you had to do Uh, it, like I
2: would have, no idea. I'm just
1: wondering (laughs) if it's going to make gripping
2: drama. (laughs) I think I think it will because it's gonna. It'll probably bounce around between those perspectives, right? Like you've got the two, the two subs hunting it. I Uh think the two main ones. And then, yep. and then the other one, and then you've got, uh, you know, Jack Ryan trying to sort all this shit out, right? Right. Yep. In the middle of it, I'm sure. So to just speak.
1: an analyst, just an analyst, dude. Yeah, but his is. his gut tells him that's exactly right. what's going to happen, and he's right. Um, yeah. I guarantee there will be one, at least one scene where, because there's one in every submarine movie where everyone has to be absolutely quiet. <laughs> Just don't make a don't make a smell. Don't
0: Not a even sound. a
3: fart. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that's really you all get I got.
0: Everyone killed if you fart.
1: Yeah. the The good thing is I have no idea where this is going to go. So. Yeah. It's it's all open. It's all in front of us. Except lots of military detail. Right. <laughs> we know that's going to be there. Yeah. It's got to be. That's
0: what made him famous. Too, right. So.
1: Right. Just as a side note. One of the guys I work with is uh, ex-Air Force,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and I mentioned to be were reading this, he's like, oh God, I'm like,
3: what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, when you've lived through it, it's not nearly as interesting to, to hear yeah. about all this crap. You're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know yeah, that's what it. that stands for. <laughs> yeah, don't explain it. <laughs> <me>. <laughs> all right. Well, the next reading assignment is to go through chapter 13. Which for All me right. is page, ends at page 263. Day, I'm sorry, day the 13th. What am I thinking?
3: Yeah, they're what, not chapters. What am I
1: thinking? These are just like journal entries. Yeah. All right. I should probably hit stop, shouldn't I? Not yet. What the no, hell?
0: You want me to keep recording our witty banter?
1: Yeah, because I'm going to ask you what else is good. Yeah. Oh, okay. We yeah, still dude. have to do that thing. Oh yeah, I guess we do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm You're
2: not asleep. off the hook yet. Yeah.
1: Tell us interesting. God things, damn it, motherfucker.
2: <laughs> you better have something. And it better be good. And you already uh,
1: burned coins for this week. You can't go back to more coins. That's right.
0: I mean there's always coins, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sleepy, I don't know. That's not um, good. I already told you guys about that David Badil book. Did I you? Listened to. Yeah, I, I, sent it, I messaged you about it. It was mm. an anti-Semitism book.
1: Oh, well, that can be your what's good. Tell us it's about that. It's why
0: Jews don't count. Stuff like that.
1: And why don't they count, sir?
0: Because of the anti-Semitism. <laughs> and the tropes about it. And uh-huh. the new ones that arose on the left. Especially in the last few years. about Jews being white colonizers. And uh, they're never white on the right. So they're always just Jews. Mm-hmm. The Jews never fit in where they're supp- anywhere. They don't get the protections of being a minority, even though they are one. Mm-hmm. But they don't fit in the nice little boxes that all the people today like. That's most of what it's about. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's a very short listen, so I imagine it's a very short read. Yeah. Um, Let's see what else am I listening to in my DoorDash days.
1: <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Uh huh. Uh, been doing more of that. Demon Haunted World, Carl Sagan. Oh, nice. That's read by Carrie Elwes. So oh. it's kind of odd to have this soothing British voice reading me a book by an American. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh-huh. but it's interesting. It's a lot about. So far, most of the chapters have been about kind of like, not really mass hysteria, kind of like group delusions and things like that. And like, yeah. like he focuses a lot on so far like people who believe in ufo abductions
3: yeah
0: and then kind of harkens back in the end of that to like but back in the day before we had aliens like people said the same shit a 100 years ago about like fairies and numbers right, like right. oh yeah. like you know they took me up to their little castle in the sky and did things to me type of deal like we had fun yeah you know <laughs> like or stuff like that and then like back to the like oh like you know, the middle ages and people were like, Oh, I talked to God uh-huh. or demons. Mm-hmm. Like he started, it was like succubi and incubi and then went to, yep. became like fairies and other things. And now it's aliens. So yeah. it's just that kind of way human brains work and things like that. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And like, we didn't have alien shit till the fifth, like starting in the fifties. And then abductions didn't get popular until like the seventies when these certain books came out and certain like TV programs aired. Yeah. It kind of planted the idea of the grays coming to get you uh. to get <laughs> in your butt. You know? <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, just how humans take stuff too far.
3: Yeah. Well,
1: um, eventually it's
0: supposed to get to that great quote everyone likes to do about Carl Sagan in the last few years about predicting the current days. Right. Of popular ignorance being popular and lauded and knowledge being dismissed and denigrated. Right. Um, and I'm also fired up Kryptonomicon Crypt- again because I kind what of forgot that? to started listening to that. It's a it's a Neil Stevenson book. Okay. So it's it's fiction entertainment. Oh, okay. Of the science variety.
3: <laughs> I don't I don't think it's, it's one
0: of his books from the last fifteen years. Okay. I don't know how popular it is. Okay. But I haven't gotten to the stuff that I'm just beginning to get to the parts that link our characters together. Uh huh. Because they're from different time periods, they focus on. So one guy's a World War II Marine, mm-hmm. another guy it works with some is some tech guy, works with this chick in like the nineties or something in the phil or two thousands in the Philippines. But the Marine guy is connected kind to of the Philippines too. There's also some super smart guy who was friends with uh, Alan Turing and other stuff. So it all gets woven together at some point.
1: Okay. Hmm. I'm just not
0: sure when. deals with code breaking and time travel things and stuff like that. All right. I think it's a Neil Stevenson book, so he's one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of my favorites. Cool. So that's all I've been doing. Um, DoorDash, watching the Olympics. We watched The Suicide Squad last night.
1: Oh, how is that?
0: Pretty good. Yep. Like, it's really much more fun than the first one, and I like the first one. Yeah. Even though don't let a trailer company re-edit your movie, <laughs> but that wasn't a problem this time. So yeah, I did I not like the it.
1: first Suicide Squad, but I've watched it like four times. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know why. Yeah, stop it. It would just be on. i have going watch that many it many times.
0: Yeah, too, but I like it, so it's not a problem to watch. Mm. Ugh. So it just—I know it would have been better had it not been murdered and put back together. No, that's fine. Shit like that. No, that's fine. But this one was good. Was um can we go back just then.
1: a minute to the other thing? Cuz okay. uh as far as people putting stuff in your butt, like <laughs> grays are a big downgrade from like succubus and incubus I and would stuff. agree. Okay. I would rather have I just, a just want to put that guy, on record. Yeah.
0: A succubus for <laughs> us. And the fun thing was they thought so with this higher like like they would change like first they'd be with a man as a succubus. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Because demons could impregnate women, and that's how you get witches. Right. In the end, because the child becomes a witch or shit like that. So it d- just depended on who we were drawing with. So yeah, they would get semen from a dude by being a succubus, mm-hmm. and then go back to wherever they spent their days, and then the next night become an incubus. You know, morph into the male version and uh-huh. have sex with a woman, oh. and that's how you got made a a human demon hybrid witch baby.
1: Ah, oh. so it's crazy. Yeah, I've seen a lot of videos about succubuses and collecting. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, they,
0: they're much more interesting than aliens. Wait. Than were, at least. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, the like that shit was like they thought it was so bad. Like one of the popes in the medieval period was like, "All right, people, I know there's sexy fun times, but you're imperiling your souls by having all this sex with all these demons, so you need to stop." <laughs> I'm going to write a bull about it. You need to stop doing that, folks. It's not good. From now Make on. Magic users. So, no, no, no. No
1: more demon sex, says the Pope. Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, there's bad stuff, too. Like, they're talking about some of the witch hunts. And yeah. That part is In dope. some countries, it got crazy. And, like, there's records like, oh, they were really nice to the little kid they executed by letting them just have a quick death with a private execution. Because, of course, a seven-year-old could be a witch. <laughs> so, I'm like... <laughs> Oh, my what? God. Okay. Yep. All right. <laughs> but it's kind of the same with, like, alien abductions and... Yeah. You know, getting probed and whatnot. Like,
1: mm okay. Okay.
0: Because it boils down to, it's like, there was really this many aliens, because we went through numbers, from like, the 90s, of people getting abducted and probed all the time. <laughs> like... Uh-huh. We would see shit, like we would notice it. There's <laughs> no way they could come down all the time, yeah, visit this many people and not be caught. Right. Yeah. Like no way. Even with advanced technology stuff, there's just no
1: way it would not work out like yeah. that. So Fascinating like, sorry how those, people, but those like grainy home videos you saw in the nineties went away once <laughs> everyone had a HD camera phone. Right, like, had better cameras and <laughs> with stuff them. and like
0: were everywhere. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's just mass delusional thinking and like psychology and yeah. So I'm, I don't know. I have to listen to more of it, but sometimes I get a little bored from it. So
1: yeah. Well, when you we get bored, go watch some of those movies I was talking about.
3: <laughs> <laughs> They're way more interesting.
1: Right? Yep. <laughs> cool. Um, other Chris.
2: Yeah. So uh, we've been watching Community.
0: Yeah. Oh, perfect. Um,
2: I've this is my second time going through it I watched yeah. it when it was on TV the first time uh, but Sharon's never seen it before so right uh, getting to go through this again like what like 10 years later right mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of neat yeah, yeah. Um, and it's uh, you know it it's absolutely hilarious yeah. uh, I recommend mm-hmm. it to anybody who hasn't seen it and
1: really really smart yes yes without trying too hard yeah. yeah exactly like some of dan Harmon's other shows mm-hmm. which will remain nameless
2: <laughs> <laughs> and uh also for whatever reason uh we've we've been going through the uh fast and furious movies oh nice. we
0: did that last couple weeks ago
2: yeah see we know. we've never seen them before like i yeah. I'd, I'd uh, seen a couple I, of them I have.
0: i've seen them all i've seen zero and yeah. I've seen all of them, except the current one, since two in the theater. Oh, geez. Yeah. So they became a guilty pleasure a long time ago for me.
3: hmm
1: So how's
0: that I going? I forgot. <laughs>
2: uh, well, I mean, we're still doing it. So. Okay. Can't yep, be that There's bad. a lot of them now. Yeah. yeah we, we uh, I think it was the sixth one. That was the last one we watched. Yeah. Okay. So huh. that's... Uh, yeah, like I said, it's still happening. It's still yeah, ongoing. So, two
0: more main titles and Hobbs and Shaw to get through before you're caught up.
2: Yep.
1: <laughs> so what I hear, since I've never seen these, is like you have to stop thinking them about thinking of them as like they're just like guys driving in cars. Like these are now superhero movies.
3: Yeah, and cars are just yeah,
1: they just the medium. Definitely right.
0: by like the fifth one, fourth or fifth one, it starts going to that. Yeah, yeah, into like heist for good movies and stuff like that and family yeah they so. they
2: they start off as like pretty reasonable as car movies yeah yeah and they just keep getting more ridiculous <laughs> yes <laughs> right like and then it's like just, just
3: mm-hmm.
0: and you uh, can tell that they realize that and then the, it's like someone sits around like all right for the next one how much more ridiculous can we get in this movie right now? Mm-hmm. That yeah. will still work. So, and they do.
1: Mm. Well, okay. <laughs> Have there been any dinosaurs in it yet? Like, I feel like that's the last threshold before. No. Okay. Driving... Time travel. Time travel and uh, <laughs> family. Hashtag family with dinosaurs. Family. Yeah.
0: I would love for them to do a time travel movie. Tra-
3: Transformers did it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: If it's okay for Transformers, it should be okay for The Rock and all those guys. <laughs> Vin Diesel. Oh.
2: No, The Rock's not going to be in them anymore.
0: Oh, that's right. I liked him. Yep. Fuck y'all.
2: Yeah. He well, pretty much was. That's yeah. what I read.
0: They won't be successful anymore.
1: <laughs> you not tuning in just to see that sweet Vin Diesel beefcake?
3: <laughs> oh, not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. He's gotten. But more.
0: I mean, since the current one's like <laughs> the ninth one, do we need that many more? Like, yeah, I like to <laughs> enjoy them, but do we need that much many more, that many more? Like they've been going on for twenty
1: years now. Yeah, seriously. So yeah. Um. So, I wanted to mention this book that I brought in and showed you to my non-camera before. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. This is a book oh, that. We got when well, we went to visit Deep Vellum Books the mm-hmm. other day. Oh, yeah. The, uh-huh. the the lady we talked to uh, recommended it to Levi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like, You like comic books, right? He's like, Yep. She's like, Read this. He's like, Okay. Hmm. So we got it for him. And yeah. He sat down and started reading it in the store. And he's like, Dad, there's the F word in this book.
3: Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, <laughs> I'm no. I'm like, It's okay,
1: son. As long as you don't yeah. say it, you can read it. It's fine. It's not going to hurt. Right. <laughs> So anyway, one of the nights when he was, uh, off brushing his teeth or whatever, I was flipping through it and got kind of pulled in. So Mm -hmm. on a sunbeam is the book by Tilly Walden and it's a comic that I gather used to be on the internet and then they put it together in a book. So, Oh, the story is about, uh, start in the far flung future, a girl who, uh, kind of have parallel timelines one where she's in boarding school which their boarding school is like a school but it floats through space okay um, and they play like uh i don't know like whatever that game is in ender's game with the, the balls and scoring except they do it on flying goldfish
2: okay and the other school oh, flies in
1: through space to dock with them to do it anyway um <laughs> but in the present day storyline she's joined uh, like a crew that flies around and repairs buildings like that buildings like that out in space okay so you know it's uh the boarding school stories about her like beating her first girlfriend and losing her first girlfriend and the current day story is her finding new family with this crew and it's very uh elegantly drawn, very monochrome but interesting and the way it mm-hmm. unfolds I think is really cool. So uh I th- thought it was interesting that there are no men in the book at all. Mm-hmm. As far as I can tell. So at first I'm like, "Oh, everyone's really cool about her having a girlfriend except what you don't have any other option." So Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but but everyone in there has a really good backstory and the Past and the present storyline weave together pretty well, so. And you can read it really quick. It took me like two afternoons, so nice.
3: Mm. Really
1: yes. Recommended. Very cool. Um we also watched Mayor of East Town. Okay. On the HBO Max. Uh-huh. With uh Rose from Titanic. <laughs> tending to Love be her. uh from Phil East Philadelphia. Born, Sorry, East. East Pennsylvania, sorry. Oh, okay. Um, and <laughs> it was good. Uh, but goddamn, was it depressing. Like <laughs> Oh no. I might I might write something about this for the blog too, but it's like, uh you know, torture porn was a category for a while in horror movies. This is mm. like white trash porn. It's like how white trash can the next person be than the last? Like <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Like, here's the lady who's uh divorced, but her husband's getting remarried, and he lives in the backyard uh, of her house, and uh, she's raising her dead son's son, her grandson, because he killed mm. himself and had a bunch of drug dealing issues uh, or whatever, so her gay daughter is helping taking care of the grandson, while the actual biological mother is in recovery and going through rehab, but not probably going to try to sue for custody uh meanwhile one of their cousins got killed uh one night and probably raped we don't know but like god damn it like stop yeah <laughs> some of these characters can just be people like
3: not everyone <laughs> needs to be
1: on the very brink right every single person and it's just like living in right pure shit like <laughs> anyway but at the end of the day, it took a couple of episodes to get going, but we ended up liking it. So, Cool. Yep. Um, plus, it had uh, the guy who's the new Quicksilver in it as like a dorky county detective, and he was the best part. Mm. I would look of okay. his name, but I'm not... I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Mayor of Easttown is probably worth your time. Plus, it has the Gene Smart. Mm. Playing Fruit Ninja.
3: Yeah. <laughs> mm. Constantly. Anyway. All right. Anything else we need to commit to the
1: recording here or now?
3: No. no. no, no.
1: Okay. okay. I'm going to hit stop. And I'm going to hit stop over here, too. Okay. That was our session for today. And since we're already running long, so I'm going to skip over the on second thought section this week, and just remind you that your homework is to read through chapter 13 for next time if you want to keep up. So get reading, you guys. Today's episode was recorded with a minimal amount of cavitation, 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 thanks to Chris, Chris Ham, Chris, other Chris Jacobson. Was edited by me, Travis Rowe, and was sponsored by no one in particular. Until next time, keep fucking reading. is just going to miss out on. Mm-hmm. Smoke alarm guy is moving. Oh, yeah. Instead of changing the battery in his smoke alarm, he's just going to move.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: it's somebody else's problem. <laughs> That's right. Sorry,
1: guy who owns this apartment. Rent it to someone Uh-oh. else.
2: Get it changed. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's
1: the perfect, per- perfect, most lazy way to deal with that. Like months of chirping. (laughs) Just to... (laughs)